Ooh, 49ers. You guys beat the Cardinals in what was anticipated to be a serious loss. Kyler Murray did not look happy on that sideline, you guys. And I can't blame him. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. I really promise. I feel like Kyler Murray's face in that game, that loss against the 49ers, looked exactly how Deshaun Watson's face looks when the Texans are losing. That's just my perspective. But we have so much to cover in episode 12 12 of Not Your Average Cheerleader. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to dive into quick fire topics because everything's a hot topic. I'm just going to start from the top of my notes and work my way on down. But first, of course, you guys want to know what coffee I'm drinking this morning. I decided to go with a nitro cold brew with vanilla sweet cream. That's right. When I'm not at Dunkin' Donuts, I head over to Starbucks. Please don't blame me for that. Nitro cold brew has like triple the caffeine in it. And my goal is to be awake for you guys. Why? Because, well, there's so much to go over. And I just want to start off by saying I watched J.J. Watt's um, video. He had a press conference after the game, and he just laid it all out there. I wanted to know specifically who he was talking to. I really, really do. He was talking to somebody out there, because I'll tell you right now. He said, if you are not trying, I, I don't have all like the direct quote. I just know a kind of a paraphrase of what he was saying. Please go watch the video. Honestly, all you have to do is just type J.J. Watt. That might come up first. But he said, if you are not trying to train, if you're not trying to show up to practice on time, if you're not trying to be in the weight room to get better, he said, then you don't need to be here. He said, I feel bad for the fans because they're the ones who spend money on like the jerseys. They're the ones who spend money on the tickets. They're the ones that, you know, put their time and energy into this. He said, and we get paid a lot of money to play this game. And you know what? I loved um, what he was saying. Um, I was reading some of the comments and Many um, other people were kind of behind what he was saying as well. I like that he made it about the fans. You know, at the end of the day, this is a billion-dollar industry. And the biggest thing that is noted about the NFL is the fact that without the fans, where would this industry honestly be? That's that's, That's just fact. You know, you have your endorsements and your advertisements, but those are there because of your fans. You have millions of followers. Of course, that's going to attract advertisers and things like that. So that whole business makes sense. So when he's coming for people because it sucks to be as good as you are, and then you're not on a winning team. You know, I can only imagine. I'm going to say this. I can only imagine. You went to, you know, a good college, university, you played on the college football team there. You bust your tail. You work hard. You got scouts from the NFL looking at you. And then you go through NFL draft night. You get drafted to a team. You are now playing at the highest level in the NFL. Only to get drafted into a team that you know for a fact will probably never go to the playoffs and never make it to the Super Bowl. Because pattern of behaviors for that team has shown you that they just don't have what it takes. Now, I know some of you are like, geez, Ashley, that's mean. But it's true. How do some of those players feel like, on, like I hate to say, like the Jets? Okay, and we're about to get into the Jets in a second. But 
the Jets, the Texans, teams that we haven't seen in the playoffs in a while. Now, 2020 has proven to us that anything, I mean anything, can happen. But you have to admit, that's got to suck. I'm sorry. That's got to make you feel, that would make me angry. As a person who's highly competitive, that would make me angry. So, you know, again, J.J. Watt, go look at it. It was a good, um, you know, press conference that he had after the game. He was so serious. Again, if anybody knows who he was talking, I feel like he was talking to somebody. I don't know who it was, but I feel like it was like, yo, this speech is meant for you. Um, let's dive into a lot of what happened in week 16. We have the Buccaneers destroyed. And when I mean destroyed, I mean obliterated, annihilated the Detroit Lions. 47 to 7. If I mean, God help me. Um, Tom Brady reminding us again why he's the GOAT. You know, I said before in like two episodes ago that I was like in clutch moments, I would rely on Patrick Mahomes before I rely on Tom Brady. But if I had to retract my statement, which sounds like I'm about to, I would probably pick Tom Brady. Here's why. Okay. Just hear me out. Here's why. Because Tom Brady, again, has shown us, and everybody's going to say, oh, the Detroit Lions. It doesn't matter because people are losing to the Jets. So your argument that him winning against the Detroit Lions doesn't matter is it, it really is a non-facto, mainly because the Browns lost to the Jets, and we'll get to that in a second. But I picked Tom Brady because he clearly was building the Avengers down there because once the team got in sync, once the offense got in sync, Everybody, I mean, Tom Brady can make the people around him great. Almost, what, nearly four, five, six different wide receivers all got a pass from Tom Brady. It's like, you get a pass, and you get a pass, and you get a pass, and you get a pass with a touchdown and a touchdown and a touchdown and a touchdown for you. So that's how that game was. It was just like, geez, Detroit Lions, at least get on the board. Just get on the board. And when they got on the board, I was at, I had a peace of mind. And Tom Brady's, First half, he, what it, they say, these these are really crazy because he didn't really play in the second half because they sat him out. They were like, we're so far ahead the way they're playing. There's just no way logically, spiritually, hopefully that they can catch up to us. Um, so they let the backup quarterback go in, get some passes in. Evans gets the MVP for that because guy was out there catching him. I mean, how he was catching some of those passes is beyond me. But Tom Brady's yardage, looking at 668 yards, six touchdowns, 43 completions, had a QBR of 98.5 in that game and an 81.5 percentage of completion. If you want to sit here and question Tom Brady, you're going to be there by yourself because as of right now, the Buccaneers are going into the playoffs. And I have to say, I see some teams that are saying, well, we have to play better, you know, just to make it to the playoffs. You should be playing better because you want to go to the Super Bowl. If I'm on a team each season when it starts and I go to my first practice, my goal is to make it to the biggest stage and compete against the best. To do that, you got to go to the Super Bowl. That's how Tom Brady thinks. And I believe when he was with the Patriots, who, by the way, lost on Monday night, horribly, um, really bad. I think they only scored like nine points, if that. Um, Really made me think when they went to practice, they legit went to practice to make it to the Super Bowl. They weren't just trying to make the playoffs. Playoffs were inevitable. They wanted to go to the Super Bowl. So that's how they played every game. So we can say what we want about the Patriots dynasty that was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And to be fair, Tom Brady destroying the Detroit Lions like that and the Patriots losing on Monday, 
It doesn't necessarily solidify that Tom Brady is solely responsible for the Patriots winning. I think that that's a crazy statement. And here's why. You know, we could go over his stats and everything. The wins are there. That's proof in the pudding. However, I said it takes a whole team to win a game. And the truth of the matter is Tom Brady, I think his strategy and his leadership is something that has not successfully been replaced in the Patriots franchise. I think that's where they need to do better. Because the truth of the matter is you could bring in a good quarterback, but if he can't lead, if he can't make the people around him better, then that's not going to work, especially the way Bill Belichick drafts. I think he needs to give that GM position to somebody else because he went out and found no names. And that worked just fine when you had Tom Brady that was like, in the offseason, we're going to be in this spot, throwing the ball, build chemistry, all that stuff. That's how he trained with a lot of the no names from, you know, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman. Um, you had White on the team. You had so many other um, shoot. Even when he way before them worked with Randy Moss, you have to remember he trained with all those wide receivers to build rapport, to build a connection, so they could learn and read him just as much as he's reading them. So, shout out to the Bucks for that. I told y'all Bucks is still in my playoff prediction. I was accurate about that one. Um, let's move on because I did mention the Browns versus the Jets. <laughs> the Browns lost 16 to 23. Now y'all know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I've been honestly, completely being honest about a lot of things about him. He has shown this season that he does have what it takes. He just has to be consistent with it. And to be fair, the Browns for week 16 went through some issues Almost, God help me, 95% of their wide receivers, all except one, you know, were put on the COVID-19 reserve list because of something that happened. I don't know all the details. Um, to be honest, this is a this is honestly a rumor. I'm not sure if this is true. This is all speculation. Um, I kind of heard from a source that it was they all went to like a barber or something for a haircut. And I guess there was nobody wearing masks. And then one of the people in the room contracted or tested positive for COVID-19, which put all the rest of them at risk. I'm not sure that that's what happened. So that's why I said that's speculation. Um, I don't even know if we'll really know, but I know I was on Twitter and I know Jarvis Landry was like just straight annoyed is what he tweeted in capital letters. And then another wide receiver was like, I don't have COVID. And to be fair, that's understandable. So it just sucks when you don't get to play with your team because of little things like that. But those are part of protocols. And we understand they even shut down their facility because of the risk. So the Browns had to take certain precautions. They went to go play the Jets. They had one good wide receiver. And to be very fair, they were in the fourth quarter, one minute, 18 seconds left on a clock. And Baker Mayfield fumbles the ball on fourth and one. And the game's over. They lost. There was no coming back. And you could just see how disappointing he was. But this is where I'm going to give Baker Mayfield some kudos. I know. Shocking. When he was in his press conference afterwards, Baker Mayfield was saying, hey, you know, we just got to do better. He said, I take the blame for this. I'll take the mess up for this because this was my fault. And that's a leader. You know, at the end of the day, when... A ship doesn't make it to its destination when an airplane's late or something happens. The pilot, the captain, take the blame. You are the leader of that vessel. And at the same time, you are the quarterback of that team. You are the leader. We don't need to bash him any more than that. He is very much aware of what happened. He's owning that. And I think that that's the true mark of maturity and leadership. So I'm not going to dig into him, you guys. I'm going to do something different in this episode. And I'm going to let, you know, Baker Mayfield off the hook a little bit. He understands what he did. 
Now they're going against the Steelers. And to be fair, Big Ben's sitting this one out. Um, but they are going against the Steelers. Um, and some backups are going to be in there. We're going to see how the Browns are going to do because they're they're pushing because the Steelers won the championship as far as, you know, for their division. Thinking about the Steelers, though, you wonder if the Steelers are in trouble because they've experienced multiple losses. Ben Roethlisberger basically called an all-players meeting. This was prior to, you know, them winning in Week 16. Um, and it made you wonder because Ben Roethlisberger, he's what, like 37 or 38 or something like that. And it's like he's age five years on top of that. Um, he can't, um, you notice when he's trying to throw the ball, it looks like it takes triple the effort for Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball downfield than he did before. Right. So, I, you know, I, I think about it from the perspective of, Wait, what? You know, so um, it would be interesting to see what they're going to do with Ben. They still struggle. They don't have a run game. And again, I don't know how you're going to win the playoffs without a run game, but it's it just makes you wonder, are the Steelers in trouble? Do they have some, you know, things that they have to take care of and kind of, you know, remaster their offense, so to speak, to accommodate for where they're going in the playoffs? Um, and if you're calling the all players meeting, to be fair, if you're doing that, then that means there's some issues. I ain't been in a whole when we, whenever I had to go to a meeting for an organization where we all had to be in the room, and you take it out of my time, I know there's a problem. The only question I have to ask is whether my name is part of this problem. If it's not, I'm gonna sit in the back. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna drink my you know coffee, my my water, whatever it may be, and eat my gummy bears and call it a day and listen in. But he called an all-players meeting, which shows that they have some things they need to tackle on their team, especially before this next game. And then in looking at the 49ers, everybody knows 49ers faithful. I said I was never going to do that again, and I did. We defeated the Cardinals 20-12. to That was a game, you guys. Gosh. I mean, first of all, shout out to Bethard. He should have been in the whole time. I said what I said. Um, Mullins was taken out. Because he injured his um, elbow in week 15. He needs surgery. Beathard had to go in. Kittle was back. Um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, again, showed us how skillful he is at coaching. Because he's not just a head coach, but he's also the offensive coach. Same thing for the Cardinals. Their head coach is also their offensive coach. So it was like coach against coach. And I'll tell you right now, when you're not sure if your quarterback has an arm, the accuracy, you got to finesse. You got to really come up with some strategic, creative plays. And that's what Kyle Shanahan did. That's how we scored. Um, There's this guy I cannot, Yusuf, I think is, I'm saying his name wrong, but he killed it. I think he scored two touchdowns in that game. Kittle, okay, so I was on Twitter this is not an ADD moment. I was on Twitter and everyone was like, okay, Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end in the league. He has now surpassed Kittle. Here was my response. I think it's very, very easy to pass someone's record when they're not playing. I mean, that that's just me. I feel like if Kittle was healthy and played this entire season, I don't know if we would have been having that conversation. Not anything against Travis Kelsey. He's a great tight end. I just, once again, my argument for George, um Kittle is that he just appears more aggressive when he gets the ball. He just doesn't catch it and go down. He'll catch it, run, duck, dodge, bulldoze into you and take three of y'all with him until you can take him down. To me, 
That is, I really want it and I'm going to get it and you're not going to stop me. That's the kind of mentality I feel when Kittle's on the field. I think he brings that energy and the stats don't lie. When they, when Kittle and Travis Kelsey were both healthy in the same season, who had the highest stats? I'll wait. I'll wait. Kittle had it. So at the end of the day, I don't even know why everyone's having this discussion on Twitter. That's fine. At me. Again, you know, I'm on Twitter. Handle is um, the Ashley Gibbs. Go ahead and at me. Go ahead and ask some questions because I'll, I'll have that conversation all day, every day. Kittle versus Kelsey. I'm going with Kittle every time. Again, they're both great tight ends. There's just, you know, it's just what we do as fans. We always say, you know, who's better. But the truth of the matter is, heck, they both are good at what they do because they're both making money. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But moving on, we're going into the Miami Dolphins versus the Raiders. Can we just talk about this for a second? Because this game was crazy. So I was watching it on my iPad. I was watching it on, um, I think Amazon Prime was airing it, if I'm not mistaken. And I was, or no, I was watching it on the NFL app. And I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I think like it was down to the wire when I woke up. And I rolled over and I'm literally watching the rest of the game because all you could hear is yelling, a faint yelling going on. But the Miami Dolphins beat the Raiders 26 to 25. And Fitzpatrick is reminding everybody again why he is low-key good in important clutch moments for the Miami Dolphins. They started with Tua but they ended with Fitzpatrick and Fitz went in there and led them to a win. And I mean, you can't ignore the talent. The Miami Dolphins have had a serious come up. If you listen to any of the episodes, definitely back in season one, me and my buddy Forrest were talking about this. We were discussing how the Miami Dolphins did a great job drafting some really good people. I have some good people on my fantasy football team. Funny story is somebody's been tweeting, the NFL players don't care about your fantasy football. They don't. Like, this, the fantasy football was created for us to have fun to make us feel like we're part of the game. But I, I'm impressed with the Miami Dolphins and how they've played, especially against, you know, so many other, you know, great teams out there. So in thinking about that, we transition over to the highlighted topic of the entire last, like, what, five days or not five days, last two to three days. I think it was just announced like two days ago. But the Washington football team had some issues with Dwayne Haskins. Of course, as you know, it was reported previously that he had um, some dancers. I'm trying to sugarcoat a little bit what I say in case, you know, my audience is um, under the age of 21. Um, he had some company over to his um hotel room and they weren't following covid protocols no one was wearing a mask no one was doing what they were supposed to be doing and then on top of that when he went into play in the game on i believe that sunday he just bombed so bad they took him out after i think he threw like three picks his performance was nowhere up to par and then it was reported right after that that they they released him. He is now officially on the free agency list. No team has picked him up yet. There's a lot of questions uh, about, you know, how do people feel about Dwayne Haskins? And I've listened to a lot of commentators discuss this, and I'm on board with it, what majority of them said, to be fair. It's like you were a first-round draft pick out of Ohio State, and you were benched against the game uh, in the game against the Panthers, which – you lost. We needed that. And, you know, if I'm on your team, if I'm on the Washington football team, we needed that and we lost. 
And I don't believe he was focused. I don't believe that he took it seriously. Your head coach, you know, is at high risk. He just got to ring the bell as, you know, cancer survivor. He's been battling that this whole season. So for you to put not only your teammates and to put their families at risk, you're putting your head coach at risk. And to be fair, he was fined $40,000, stripped of his captain title status, and then after that, he was released. So we're not shocked. To be fair, I think we're all just disappointed, especially how difficult it is for black quarterbacks in this in this business, in this industry, because NFL is a business. And I love what um, one of the commentators said. His name skipped my mind right now, but he is he was awesome in the way he kind of explained the whole Dwayne Haskins situation. He said, and I quote, he was like, we all get paid a lot, not me, but we all get paid a lot to sit here and talk about the game. Imagine what the players get to play the game. You need to learn to take it seriously. So at the end of the day, there's still some immaturity there. Even Dwayne Haskins admitted to that. He needs to grow. He needs to learn a few things and take it seriously. Hopefully he gets another chance because this was a chance of a lifetime, serious contract, and you blew it. It's gone. It's done. It's one and finished. And everybody's just looking at you like, bruh, come on. Seriously? So that's really the highlights, of course, for what happened with week 16 up till now. So much craziness. We're going into what is officially now looking at, you know, this following Sunday, we got some great game lineups and we got some teams that are still in the hunt to make it to the playoffs, some wild cards, all kinds of things. All bets are off. Anybody can make it. When you have the Jets deciding at the end of the season they want to win two games. When you have the 49ers deciding, hey, we're finally going to let Beathard play, and then they win a game. When you have all these decisions where you're knocking out top teams, that means y'all need to go back to the drawing board. Because right now, even with Kansas City, I'm not even 100% impressed. They've been winning these games by like three points. And I mean, and it's not because the other team is playing super well. It's really because they're just making a ton of mistakes offensively and Patrick Mahomes threw like one or two picks he still has the least amount of picks in a season against all the other quarterbacks but they they got to get a better better rhythm because right now if you go in there to the Super Bowl and another team just wants it more than you they will destroy you on that field and I will watch from my couch and I won't feel bad I'm not even a Kansas City fan to be fair So that's it. That's all I have for you guys. The savagery, I dialed it. No, I didn't. (laughs) So that's all I have for you guys. Definitely stick with me. We're going to get ready to head into the playoffs together. So much more to come. I promise you. Um, This is the last episode for 2020, not for season two, but for 2020. And I'll see you on the other side, hopefully. Again, please be safe. Wear your mask and social distance. We're still in this. I know we're going into 2021. COVID-19 has not disappeared. It's still with us. So we still have to make sure we follow those guidelines and be safe and keep our loved ones safe. Thank you guys so much for such a great year. I appreciate every last one of you that have listened from the United States to Africa, to Ireland, to There's another country that I don't know the name to Europe also to as well. I appreciate all of you that have sat down and listened to my podcast this entire year, especially during the pandemic. This is something I started on a whim back in May and to have the number of subscribers and listeners I do have. I'm just so appreciative of it. And you've made me comfortable to sit behind a mic with my headphones on and talk about football, which is the sport I love. I talk about it all the time, even at work, but 
to really discuss it here. Um, I appreciate it. And so much more is coming. You guys have inspired me to definitely push and come out with more content for you, especially visually for the YouTube channel. So I haven't forgotten. I have so much in store. Stuff is in the works. Just trust me, stick with me and well, go enjoy the game. Bye.